even having like my ass and my boobs like blasted in, in Playboy, even to your thing, I'm like, if this dude got out and I always default to that, I'm like, well, you could just say you were in Playboy. So like you own it, like you own, but I still have that thing of like, oh God, what would it be bad? Well, we have your yeah, ass right? in like, these Instagram photos. Taylor's ass is right on our Instagram. So <laughs> in a very, in a very intellectually tasteful way. And I noticed like, you're the only one really smiling in the photo. That Did you realize? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. This is Andrew, and I am joined with Mary DePippi as a co-host. Hi, Mary. Hi, Andrew. So I am so excited, Mary, that we get to welcome back one of our favorite guests, she is all things pop culture, provocateur. She hosts the Cancel Me Baby show. She's a celebrity whisperer. She's an entrepreneur. She's wearing her canceled hat that I also wear to the gym when I do thirst traps, which I think everyone's seen my thirst traps now, posting some underwear photos. <laughs> and I think it's relevant I mean. for what we're about to talk to. This is Taylor Ferber. Welcome, yes. Taylor. Hi guys. Look how excited my nipples are when you're talking about your thirst traps. I mean, you can't even <laughs> fake that. You can't even fake that. I don't want to look too hard at your nipples, Taylor. I don't, you know, even though since I'm gay, I guess I would have some permission, but don't want to I mean, listen, the whole world did, which is what we're going to be talking about today, right? Well, not the whole world, yeah. but you know. Well, <laughs> the Playboy yeah. universe. Yeah, so we are here exactly. today exactly. to honor um Taylor Ferber, and I think there were how many other journalists in this? Five. Playboy spread? Five. Yes. Okay. Um, so it came out in January in actual uh, print, right? Your uh, spread in Playboy. Yes. And first of all, can I just say I'm so excited to be back here. I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with both of you. Mm. I'm obsessed with your brains and how you do things, like how your brains work the, you know, intellectual side, but you're also both smoking hot and gorge. And I just love everything that Taylor. you guys are about, which Ooh. actually is fitting, which is exactly what the feature was. So yes, I always had this dream of being the girl who could do it, who could do both, who could be the thought leader and the writer and the contributor with really thought provoking pieces, but also pose and do a gorgeous pictorial. And so I brought the idea to Playboy. I had already been contributing a little bit at that time, doing mm -hmm. some celebrity interviews. And I said, what if you had, you know, a handful of female journalists break out of the, the box and do both? And could you imagine any other outlet? having their own writers and journalists, like a Vanity Fair or something, like they are also stick up their butt, nose in the air, like they would never. And it's sad because that was the whole point of how freeing and empowering and liberating it is as a woman to embody all things. I mean- Well, let's start there. I actually yeah. put a quote out from, there's so, we, Taylor was giving Mary and I the behind the scenes that- so the actual, the photos, the magazine comes out in January, but then you all can go to our show notes. There's a link to what's called <laughs> a new wave on physical and intellectual yes. autonomy. Six yes. writers bear all in photo and essay form, uh, photographed by Natasha Wilson. So she's the yes. photographer, yes. March 8th, 2019. And Taylor, I love when you've already mentioned it, but you said something that I was really drawn to when you each like each of you get this blurb about what it meant to be breaking the boundary with intellect and sexiness. And you yes. said, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be both. You can one day take your clothes off and pose if you want to. And the next day you can be an intelligent journalist. Yes. Amen, sister. I love that quote, Taylor. It is, it's almost like the Jane Fonda thing, right? It's like the bra burning mm. feminist activists in the streets and then the total sex object on screen. Like I am just so obsessed with it. And you know, what was really provocative about this is that it was on the heels of me too. Mm. So that's what made it extra like eye popping and whoa, because you're in a time where women, we, and we were all in Hollywood. We shot this in, you know, right outside Hollywood. 
are coming forward about being almost these, and I would never downplay victimhood, right? But almost being like the fragile sort of, you know, uh, you know, um, under the control of like toxic men in Hollywood. And we're here. I mean, one of the girls, maybe two of them actually speak about being rape victims and controlling, wow. like taking um, power back. And that's what was so provocative. It's that you have us in that time, like in the height of that climate, really owning um, our bodies and our minds and our power um, and what it all meant in the face of Me Too um, for us to reclaim that power instead of kind of, you know, cave to, to I guess, like a victim uh, mentality of it. And so that's what I thought was really really very special and really cool about it because it would have people turn heads being like, whoa, what are they doing? And it's like, if you don't get it, you miss the point. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Because it was in that time. So yeah. And to your point, we all brought something different. Our common thread is that we all were contributors to Playboy in some way. So one woman is like a spiritual guru. One, she calls herself the modern whore. I think she may have done sex work. One is a sexologist. Like we all came from different mm -hmm. walks of life and wrote essays exactly to your point about what um, it meant to us um, individually. Yeah, so. that you don't have to be mm -hmm. sexy or smart. That's like a tagline yeah. I kept hearing. There's a really cool video of the behind the scenes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. what was like cool because it's not exploited. It's not like, here's my whole labia. It's like very artful. And all <laughs> of our photos notice are as a group. There's <laughs> never like a one-off, um, which was on purpose, obviously. And it's this very sort of like vintage fifties. It's like we're in an office with papers and pens and phones. And you're and on a typewriter too. Yes, the mm -hmm. typewriter. And yeah, so you know, all the photos are on our Ivory Tower Boiler oh, Room cool. Instagram. Shout out to Natasha Wilson again because yes. I do not want to get in trouble with. No, Playboy. no, no, you're good. They are. Oh, good. Feel free to fl float them. No, pass them, pass them around, staple them to a tree, whatever, whatever you want to do, have at it. But, but you know, and you're so right. Like that thing about you're either smart or sexy. Uh, so funny enough, this was kind of the. Besides that, I always had this dream. The idea also came because it was like the height of the birth of the Instagram model. Mm. And I found myself and we still do this, right? We see a really hot girl and we don't think she's that smart. Or we think like, that's what she has to offer. She's like mm. really gorgeous. And she has the boobs and the blonde hair, whatever it is. And I found myself like kind of falling in that trap. I would see these like Instagram models and all this. And I'd be like, you know, they could have a Harvard degree. They could be writing a dissertation. We don't know. Like why, you know, and we still do it. Think about politicians. It's like, they're all like covered up because it's appropriate. And it's what, you know, is acceptable and we have to do. And it's just like, our society is very much still in those boxes, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Speaking of society and victimhood, I mean, you touched on it briefly. I feel like society has this view of, female victimhood yeah. which is you're vulnerable you you know because you were in this type of situation therefore you have to be vulnerable there's something about you that has to be broken and yeah. you know that we need to tend to it and it's like yeah. no yeah. we're very capable individuals of picking up the pieces of this yeah yeah and it's also i have a line in my essay and it says women like to your point mary it's like i can strive for the pulitzer and i can also strive to be centerfold but it's like why is mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like we downplay one as if like oh you're not okay or like you're damaged or you're this mm -hmm. we'll talk about the girls next door the podcast that they did andrew that you we listened to before this but i was listening to bridget one of the girls talk about how she had this dream of like being a playmate and a center for, and it reminded me of that it's like right like that is a really empowering thing to put your beauty and sexuality on display like that like it is fire you know mm -hmm. yeah. and people think it's yeah. so easy and it's like, do you not understand that like society is telling, and again, not just women, but everyone in general, like if you don't look a certain way, you're not considered attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's, well, that's actually so not fair. Yeah. And you know what? That's something though, Taylor, like 
I'm not sure if the episode has been titled this as, well, see, I have a few ideas of what this is going to be called, but I was kind of thinking Playboy versus Playgirl. And oh, the reason I yeah. say that is because I don't know, Mary, if I think women are held to a different sexy, smart standard than men. And I kind of wanted to dig into that because I don't hear yeah. those conversations about men and sexiness and smart, like intellect. Like, I feel like you could be the hottest man of the year and you still could be seen as intellectual. Like, I don't think the sexiness of the man, yeah. the intellect is taken away, but maybe, of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Part of me wonders if it has to do with like our biological lizard brains because let's face it, women are the, or females are the part of the species where technically that, you know, finding a mate to procreate is like, you know, part of the deal. Right. But also with that through societal norms and everything like that, I mean, we've never lived in a society where the woman was the breadwinner constantly. You know, we live in a society where the man is considered the breadwinner. So part of me wonders if that's just like indoctrinated in our brains that mm. because they have this other, you know, value that we don't we don't look at the sexiness. We go, OK, all right. Yes, he can be sexy. But yes, also, does he have a really good job and make money? So you're seeing it from a patriarchal model. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not that I approve of that. I'm not. No, no. Well, I don't, and I don't know. I don't that, know but... even if I believe fully that that's happening, but okay. Throw your theory out there, Mary. Okay. So Mary has a theory. Taylor, I'm curious what you think. This is something I've been really loving exploring personally. And as men, women, right. The idea of again, tapping into both. And I would actually argue on some yeah. level, the same thing goes for men, right? I lived in LA for years. And when you would see a pretty boy model, you would okay. assume like, I'm sorry, you would assume True. that there's rocks floating around in there. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's, again, it's that thing. It's like, that's what they have. And I think when it comes to both men and women or whoever it is, there is something so unmatched than when someone is like mm. exuding sexuality, but smart, like for men and women. And because I've been really exploring this concept a lot lately, I've had conversations about this being like, you know, who's an example of some famous, you know, politicians, pop culture, whatever it is, men and women who really embodied this. And, you know, there it's hard to come by, but again, it's something that's just so you know, enchanting and mesmerizing mm. about someone who's, cause we're visual beings, right? I mean, obviously we're going to get into the playboy playgirl thing, but so yeah. when someone stimulates you on a physical sense in a physical sense, and then intellectually your brain just like melts, you're just like, it's like an anomaly, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, the best thing ever. Um, and it's funny yeah. because even, you know, it, playing with this concept, I was thinking to myself, like, is Brad Pitt super smart? Is Leo DiCaprio? So, you know, I'm even thinking politicians, right? Like JFK, like who, what was, you know what I mean? Both of the, like Robert Redford or Paul Newman, like, were they super smart? So either way, it's just, you know, I just think it's like, it's just this like power that no one can yeah. touch. Yeah. And well, and I, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we'll return to like what Mary's throwing out there, but I'm curious, like coming from academics, I do feel like there's the stereotype of the scholar, like that they're aloof or they like have glasses, which I do wear glasses. I have contacts <laughs> in right now, but like you could be disheveled and it's like, oh, okay. They're it's all in their mind. Like it's that sometimes I even feel like with what we're talking about right now, like I've had to really throw myself out there that like, who cares if I'm talking about men that I've slept with or like going to fire Island and being nude. But there's a part of me that's like, but that's not academic. Like that's not what yeah. you're supposed to do in the university. Yeah. Like yeah. Andrew, you're supposed to hide your personality mm -hmm. behind the books. And exactly. but I enjoy my sexiness, like, mm -hmm. and being out there about it. So do you want an example? And like, I know you guys have, you know, are awesome and so dedicated to my show. And I've explored this concept on my show, but here's a perfect example of what you're talking about. So 
I used to be concerned by this very thing. And we could get into it's a whole other ball of wax, like what Mary's talking about, where it stems from, like, you know, patriarchal and women perpetuating it, even my mom, right? Like, oh, you want to dress classy? Oh, in a meeting, right? It's like that whole thing. So I always used to, not that I dressed like a librarian, but I definitely dressed like I wanted to be taken seriously as a thinker and a writer and an intellectual. And, you know, it's been this whole journey I've had. And it's funny, it's like a delayed reaction. Like I did this in Playboy, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, and it's almost like I'm actually living it now. So I've had this whole like body, mind, sexual evolution. And I even joked earlier about like having my nipples out, right? And a part of mm -hmm. um, working on like my body, for example, like really crafting like the body that I want because of everything we're talking about, that inner to outer confidence, part of it has been owning my sexuality, no matter what vector of life I'm in. If I'm in a professional and a personal setting, I'll tell you, I just moved to Nashville and I started not wearing bras. Like, as you can see here, right? Because again, it's just so freeing and liberating. They're real. I'm just like, here they are. Like, they're just chilling. And again, it's part of that power that perhaps Mary, right? The patriarchy yes. has been like, no, cover that up. We can't mm -hmm. be distracted by that. And yes. it's funny because you know, you talk about Andrew, like, should I be looking like this? Should I? And when I first got here, I started to go to networking meetings and things and being like, I almost went back into my old mode of how I would dress in LA. And I was like, no, like, if you're going to do this, go for it. And I always had, I had that inner dialogue of like, are people going to think you're a bimbo? Are people not going to take you seriously? But it's wild because when I unleashed that and I did it, I had a meeting today and basically I look like every meeting I go, I dress how I will dress, like whatever it is, like the little Britney jeans and the braless sweater, hugging my boobs, the pink, like I'll just go for it. And once people see that and they hear me speak and hear that I'm intelligent and, and what ideas I have, the effect is more profound than anything that I experienced thus far in my career. I mean, like yeah. it is literally like on the spot. They, if anything, like want validation from me, they're messaging me after me. So it just goes to show how we get in our own way and society has really put us in those boxes and those corners and not have, you know, advocating for us to unleash it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And something that interests me though, since I do, we listen to Taylor so much is how shy you get when you talk explicitly about sex. Like you're one of the most prudish when it actually comes to talking about the act of sex. And I find it fascinating for all the like other hot button issues. You're like, I but know. I'll talk about the political divide. <laughs> I'll talk about like, you know, the world yeah. on fire, but okay. Talk about Taylor in the bedroom. Okay, I'm I'm done. But it's kind of <laughs> like Bridget and Holly in a way from Girls Next Level. Yeah. They're very mm. shy when it comes mm -hmm. to like yeah. the bedroom or anything. And, and I wonder, is that that's different than like the male podcasts that I listen to called Stiff Socks, where it's like these two male comedians, yeah. Trevor um, and Michael, and they're like, this is when I got hard. This is like how oh. big my load was. Oh, yeah. It's like oh. all the topics they had. One of their fathers was on talking about going to a like porn cinema yeah. and but again, I wonder, I don't want to say it's a gender difference, but is it more like, or is it, oh, I shouldn't be opening up about that. I'm not going to be taken seriously if I talk about what you I know, do in the bedroom. It's so true. Cause you're right. I will go there no matter what it is. And I will often joke on my show how I'm a prude and I want to put it here on the record. So I'm a prude <laughs> in the sense of I don't like date around or sleep around, but like once I'm in the bedroom with you, I will be the freakiest, nastiest bitch you ever met. So like, let's like, that's like- so one She's thing, a freak right? in the sheets. Oh, a hundred. Yes. So especially with this whole new like thing coming out of what I'm talking about, it was always underneath, but now it's like to the nth degree, <laughs> but that's a really, you're right. It's a really interesting thing. And I think, you know, when I really think about it, I think it's, a, it might be a part of what we're, oddly enough talking about is like, I want to be taken seriously as like a, you know, intellectual and, you know, a, a thought leader, so to speak. And so I, I almost feel like, and this could be contradictory of everything I just said, but I almost feel like being like, I came like this and like that almost like cheapens it or something. I don't know. Wow. I, and that's why, right. Like you talk about guys talk about like this, 
that's why like call her daddy was so revolutionary because mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. girls having that kind of locker room talk. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit something. And, and there's a little bit of like, you know, and I'm like this in real life too, dating. Like I like to keep a little bit of mystery. Like I like to pe- keep people. Yeah. Well, I remember last time you were mm-hmm. here, it kind of gets us into Playgirl, which like the whole point of Playgirl yeah. was about the fantasy of the men. Like they had to be mm-hmm. like, it's not just, <laughs> you know, the uh, uh, like cock like just displayed yeah, it's like no pics. we think yeah, yeah we're like oh no we think women they don't care about like how big the balls are or the cock they want like a firefighter and this is the day in the life of him and then there's his hose like there's his body but i mean they really miscalculated playgirl but we could get into that about who actually was the one buying playgirl i know mm-hmm. but it goes into my theory of what i said one of the other times I was on your show about how men are so much more inherently visual than women. Like Mm -hmm. another podcast that we listened to was talking about, you know, kind of the origins of Playgirl. And I just thought it was so fascinating how one of the original photographers talked about how he, uh, which is hilarious, right? Which was a man trying to capture the female gaze, but I digress. But he talks about how with with like the penthouse and this, it's like the full on puss and the tits like come get me, whereas the female gaze, you know, quote unquote, is like you're kind of on looking and the guy doesn't know. So he's like in a river Mm -hmm. bathing or smoking a cigarette or whatever, and you're kind of like an observer Mm. but he doesn't know you're looking yes and that is so true though isn't it mary like there's this there's that iconic shot of brad pitt from fight club and he's like his abs and he's all bloody Mm. he's like looking away from the camera so hot and again he's not like here's my cock you know it's like that sort of elusive thing going on yeah well everyone's making a big deal out of the white lotus that apparently i need to start watching this well i probably have watched it as this came out but like you have I know I need to watch the second season, but um, apparently the one actor, like there's a side penis and yeah. it's like all the rage. Then they're like, we think it's a prosthetic. Oh, because I actually heard yes. in Hollywood. Is it true? Men are not allowed to actually show their penis like it has to be a prosthetic. I don't know, because didn't Ben Affleck show his and Gone Girl, even though it was like half of a frame. I'm not See, I think that was his. Yeah, OK. See, I feel but like something, I feel like it would be NC-17. I don't know. But um, right. well, something that was NC-17 and everyone can listen to it is we ha- recapped the blonde film with a Marilyn Monroe biographer. And when you talk yes. about intellect, I think Marilyn Monroe and I think of how and I sometimes wonder, like when it, you own your sexiness, like. Are you automatically. Do people have a difficult concept of talking openly about sex and especially pornography which is like the number one search term and on the internet i mean it's like since pornography has been in existence even in cuneiform in mesopotamia there was porn on the caves um i just watched it today i mean wait you just oh good for you taylor there you go i mean yeah She's rubbing one out. Okay. Gotta yeah, do what you gotta I, do. <laughs> exactly. But um, and if you say you don't, you're lying, everybody. Yeah, exactly. But- and now a message from the Gay and Lesbian Review. Hello, listeners. This is Stephen Hemrick, the publisher of the GNLR, here with a special offer just for you. For those of you who aren't familiar with the GNLR, let me provide a little background. The GLR is a bi-monthly magazine of history, culture, and politics that publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features such as artists' profiles and the popular art memo column. Each issue brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme and brings together the leading minds on the topic. You won't find a lot about the latest dating fads or fashion trends, though you might find articles about online dating as a social phenomenon or the gay influence on 20th century fashion. For example, the theme of the current issue is Queens and Kings, and it features an article by Andrew Holleran about Truman Capote's relationships with glamorous women, the women he called his swans. Now for the special offer, 
When you subscribe, you'll receive a free copy with any print or digital subscription. That's seven issues instead of six. Visit georeview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W dot O-R-G. Click subscribe and enter promo code I-T-B-R for your free issue. And as an added bonus, you'll receive online access to all archive issues of the magazine. The Ivory Tower Boiler Room is so happy to welcome Broadview Press as our official sponsor. Broadview Press is an independent academic publisher in the humanities that produces high-quality, pedagogically useful books for use in university and college classrooms. They publish in the humanities, mainly in English studies, writing, philosophy, and history. They always publish with an eye towards diversity, so there is a strong list of titles from women, people of color, and other authors from marginalized groups. In the summer of 2022, they launched their new Broadview Anthology of American Literature, which increases diversity in the classroom because it rethinks the American canon and breathes new life into the American Literary Survey. It's actually been called, quote, the new gold standard in the field. I love using Broadview Press text in my own classroom at Stony Brook University. I can't wait to use the new anthology of American literature when I have the opportunity. And for all of you out there, Broadview Press has given us the official code, Ivory Tower, for 20% off site-wide on broadviewpress.com. Again, that is code Ivory Tower for 20% off. I'm so glad though that you bring up that photographer because I started to look yeah. into just like his photos that weren't just for Playgirl because then he like did all of these like gay porn site, very like artsy photos, David Advance, I think that's his name. Mm -hmm. But um, then there was this amazing Esquire piece called A Penis on Every Page and Daniel Nardiccio, who's now, I didn't know Playgirl Plus is actually still online. I was like, oh, Playgirl's oh, online. I didn't know that it was still in existence and um, there's still like the man of the month and he's the vice president of marketing. And he went to all mm. these meetings with straight men. Cause as we know, and I'm sure, you know, Taylor, like playboy, like is mostly like straight men who are running the top echelon, even when it was playgirl. And they're like, why do you want to like make playgirl so gay or like have you're embracing the gay readers and he's like, well, I want to make Playgirl for cock lovers from cock lo lovers. <laughs> I thought that was the best line. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm like, well, I it's true. That. Like, like you're saying, it, this is a visual medium. So yeah, um, a lot of the like viewers are going to want to see the penis on every page because that's like for Playboy, except Playboy changed, didn't it? Like when you went into Playboy, Taylor, it's not like the whole early 2000s and then 90s, 80s, 70s of the centerfold. Like it's not all nude images anymore. No, right? you know, what's funny. It just shows how times have changed so much. So um, despite all the controversy that's unfolded around him now, but the feature in the print issue right before us was Ezra Miller. And uh, he, yeah, and he was like in bunny costume, like not the full blown like corset, mm -hmm. but he was like, from what I remember, like skirts with the bunny ears and stuff like that. So uh, that just goes to show, yeah, how much it definitely, it has changed. But I think there was a centerfold in my um, issue though, with the whole like pull out and mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, and like what I love though about Girls Next Level, which, is doing really well on the charts, I'm sure. I've heard with um, Holly and Bridget. Uh -huh. Is like Bridget talking about her communications degree or political science? I forget. She, like, I know. Did one of those degrees. And then, like, again, it's, but it's like that surprise. Like, wait, all most of the Playboy bunnies and the exactly. girls next door were going to college, like when they were living yeah, with Pep. And, exactly. but like, but that's this. Yeah. But that that's so shocking. Like, oh, they were in college classes, I think shows the point you're making, Taylor, about the intellect. A hundred. And even, you know, if we're going to get political, no matter how you feel about it, like if you were just able to look at it from like a third party, you know, objective mm -hmm. point of view, but like 
think about how much shit um, Melania Trump got for like nude images and stuff like that. It's that same thing. Like mm-hmm. she was just, you know, completely, um, mm-hmm. you know, skewered um, by people. And it's, you know, it's yeah. that same exact concept, right? It's like, you know, it's just- Yeah, like that shouldn't be what- Yeah. Mean? That exactly. shouldn't be the critique. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. we shouldn't be talking exactly. about you or critiquing you because you exactly. were a model and you married someone who just so happened to become president. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's like when nudes yeah. are released, why is that such a big deal? And like, yeah, why that's does, true. Well, and then wasn't there that like, yes, there was that thruple politician. Do you remember that? There was, no. I forget her name, but there was, when I talk about it, you might, it might trigger the memory, but there was a woman who was, a representative in the house, something like that. And she, they, they thought she was in an open marriage, but it became this big deal because yes, because like the third, the man like outed her and like outed Mm -hmm. that. Yes. You're remembering there was this throuple and he outed that it was an open marriage, but then he like leaked her nudes. I think, I think it was in California. I'm pretty sure, but it tanked her career. Exactly. And the sad Mm -hmm. thing is, this is something I mean, it goes back eons, right? Human sexuality and how Mm -hmm. we I mean, think of, you know, again, you know, famous paintings and work of art, like we are just mesmerized by it. And it's actually, oddly enough, like, one of the few universal things that we all experience yet we keep it so taboo. And even, you know, politically, I've been talking about this a lot lately too. It's like, it's insane to me. You know, you talk about Melania Trump and how the right is so psychotic and uptight when it comes to this. Like Candace Owens calling Kim Kardashian a soulless corpse for her sex tape. It's like, I'm sorry, do you know? I'm not saying a sex tape for the world is the same as like what goes on privately in your bedroom. But the way that my point is the way these people talk so puritanical, it's like- have you never had sex? Like you have kids. What was it? Immaculate conception. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And you know, they're both, they're all guilty of it. And it's just, it's sad because again, it's like, it's the one unifier, like relax. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Tommy, Tommy Lee, um, uh, is having a field day right now with showing his, he doesn't care. He shows, he'll show it it. in the bathtub. I was so happy when I saw that. I'm obsessed. Actually, you just reminded me, I've been meaning to like get it framed and put it basically where this like clock is. Like I'll put it the cock clock on my head, but I'm dying to have his wife, Brittany on my show. I (gasps) have been following her. Oh, you should. She would be amazing. She seems like a good time, Taylor. I know. I just love their whole vibe. Yeah. Well, so like, the difference between Playboy and Playgirl, like again, for Playgirl, we didn't have the Playgirl mansion. Like we didn't have the wet and wild parties, the pool parties, right? right? Like you right. don't see, I, I mean, there are some TikToks now of frats like having wet car washes. Like, have you seen these guys like bearing it all? And, but I feel like it's I always a it. shtick. But I feel like for men, it's a shtick. It's like the Magic Mm -hmm. Mike show, the Chippendales, women screaming. Like, it's not like, oh, grind on me. And like, we're going to get we're going to get aroused. Like, maybe the women are aroused. I don't know. But it's not I don't feel like it's when men go to a strip club. As someone who has been to a male strip club, I can confirm. Yes, I have been aroused when that was occurring. So good. Okay. Mary, Mary's for it. I like it. Like, why do you guys? Okay. So I just had this conversation on my show with, um, court Crandall. He is the man who created and wrote old school, right? Mm. Like iconic. I love that movie. Yes. Yes. And he came out with a new comedy now. So we were just talking about, you know, the differences then and now in comedy and all this, but we talk about nudity and he admits you know, maybe in old school, there were some gratuitous, there was some gratuitous nudity that wasn't totally necessary, but I asked him, what Mm. is it to getting to what you guys are saying? Like, what is it about female sexuality is because women have been sexually, um, not as liberated through the years. Like, what is it that with women, it's like so serious. And with men, it's like, even in film, right. It's like, it's like Jason, Biggs like fucking an apple pie or Jason Siegel like flopping his cock around, right? It's always like silly slapstick. And like, it's never, it like rarely ever goes the other way with women. Or how about like when there's sperm in Cameron Diaz's hair in what right? movie is that? Yes, um, exactly. With Ben Stiller. I think that's the movie. Yeah, um, with something, yeah. there's something about Mary. Yes. Something about Mary. There we go, Mary. Yes. <laughs> um, well, and actually- <laughs> 
There is a Welcome to Chippendale show coming out soon. November. Oh, it's it's out as this episode's been released. It's like the behind the scenes of how Chippendales got started. But again, like I don't think oh, in Chippendales there's a private room or like like exactly. I mean, apparently though there are women now paying for gigolos. This is starting to become a big thing. Oh, I know. Okay, wait. Can you tell us about what's happening with that, Taylor? The met like women paying for gigolos. Well, I have heard and read that it's not just women, but apparently older women. Mm. Have you seen this? No, I have not, but I'm not surprised. Don't exactly quote me, but I think that it's a little bit of a trend. Like, I think you're right, Andrew. It's a thing that is happening right now. Yeah. And I'm glad. I feel like. Well, you know why? Like, I feel everyone should be sexually liberated, and I feel like sex work is work. So, I mean, like, you know. Well, I heard it's because they want the pleasure to be centered on them. Like, they don't want to have a, or from what I've read, Taylor, like, they don't want to have, um, they don't want to be in a situation where it's like this power dynamic. So, in a way, like, Mm. since they're paying, they feel like the man is giving, the man Mm. is making sure that well just like think of a female escort that like the man's going to be pleasured in this case the woman's going to be pleasured and it's not like the man has to intervene like there isn't the fear of the penis in a way and i guess i could see that as i guess like focusing on the big o for women maybe i think there's also something to be said you know i mentioned older women So I don't know if you guys know this, but women's, it's so crazy. So women's sex drive increases as they get older. Mary, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you're you're nodding. And men's, uh, women's increases and men's decrease. Like men, obviously like teenage boys, right? Like that's their peak. Um, Mm -hmm. Like literally will jizz like brushing up against a tree. And so I think that there's something to be said about that. Like older women being like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. Where are you? And the guy's like asleep. With older women, like, because, you know, the fertility, you know, your fertility is running out. Maybe it's this notion of, oh my gosh, I can actually enjoy this without having to worry about getting fucking pregnant. And like, uh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, exactly. No, I think so. And I think that older women, again, I think we're breaking out of that, like, you know, housewife Betty Crocker thing and I think women like the older they get are getting more empowered hence like enlisting young <laughs> male jiggles right. just have, yeah. they're uh, owning their, their breadwinning status Mary we got yes. back to the breadwinner yes. <laughs> you okay. guys you know what would be funny is if we watch Deuce Bigelow male jiggle I've never seen it but obviously it's iconic it. oh we should recap yes that. I know okay. let's do it okay. Well, if you ever do a gigolo episode, Taylor, invite us <laughs> on. I'll talk yeah. about gigolos. I need an interview yeah. on my show, like a male or female, I guess, what would be the pimp, but a yeah. gigolo version. So like a male sex worker. Exactly. Essentially. Who like runs a show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you want the, you want the big kahuna. The head. The head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, so like, you know, as we're wrapping up, I, um, want to get to like our steamiest section here, which is, I just want to know from each of you. And then of course I'll divulge, but um, what's like the most taboo or like steamiest thing you think you've ever done when it's come to um, being open sexually, like not in the bedroom, but just like actually describing or voicing, verbalizing, writing a message to someone. Like what's something where, you felt awakened and empowered that you felt empowered because you were owning your sexuality. Mary, go for it. So, okay. I will divulge because you say on my show, I like, don't usually go here, but I will say, um, really exploring and playing into the submissive role as a woman has been incredibly exciting and freeing. And I think our society teaches us, listen, like I'm a control freak. And so when I first started kind of dabbling in this, I was like, wait, this isn't right. What's happening to me? Do you hate women? Do you, why would you treat me like, you know what I mean? 
And then once I really started to explore, um, letting go of that control was actually in turn the most powerful, uh, thing. And it's, it's still a process because some it's, it's like the bra thing. Sometimes my brain and in it will be, will slip back into that old, old mode and be like, wait, 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 are you okay with it? Wait, 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 wait. like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. And it's like, there's a, Mm -hmm. there's a certain, like, again, because I, I do intellectualize everything. So I, and I, I can totally acknowledge how like porn is can be destructive and misogynistic and all this, but I have, sometimes I'm at odds. Cause it's like, I have that in my head, but like with what I'm experiencing. So it's like, you like this. No, but you shouldn't like this. No, but you know what I mean? Like Mary, I don't know if you mm-hmm. experienced that, but it's like constantly at odds. And so just kind of like letting go and not holding on to that control is, is in a way like control. It's like power. I don't know. It's so hard, but I've, I've noticed like and this is like what I was saying before, how we're all so innately sexual, like it's poured into other aspects of my life. Like mm-hmm. I used to go into meetings and be like, so nervous and be like, how do I, and now I'm just like, what's meant to be is going to be. And I'm going to go in and own it. And I can't control everything. And it's like, it's literally kind of seeped into everything. So yeah. that's been really huge for me yeah oh I love it okay Mary, yeah like a leash you? like I'm talking yeah. like leash like, yes like it's, girl yeah oh get it's it like, I feel like we're on the same oh, page already that's the kind of thing at <laughs> yes. first I'd be like do you hate women like oh this is so degrading oh but then again once I get back to like there's something so hot about a guy who's like dominant and in control of course in safe bounds right but yes. I'm saying like mm-hmm. yeah so you're not pegging go. any men what? I said, you're not pegging any men. What is that? Is that sex lingo? Pegging is like if if you had a dildo and you were, you know. A strap on. A strap on if you were oh, banging oh, oh, no, a guy. Oh, oh. oh no. Because like I've I, heard bodybuilders really like to be pegged. That's something well, I've heard. Re- you hear about really um, powerful CEOs yeah. and people who literally like to be humiliated, like eat your own shit. And this, right? Because I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, like an extreme version of it, but it's <laughs> yeah, of, <laughs> she went there. <laughs> but it's that idea of the control. But it's so funny because, like a friend of mine said, it's almost like when it comes to the dominant submissive thing, like you're innately either one or the other. And it's so funny because even like when I'm scrolling on porn and I see ones of men like, being walked on a leash or humiliated. I'm like, next, next. Like it's mm-hmm. such a turn off. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah. but I feel like almost I had like the reverse because I feel like I was always down with being the submissive. And then like, as my view of society started getting greater and greater, you know, from my teenage years into my twenties and stuff like that, I started wondering like, is something wrong with me that I'm okay with this? Yes. But also like, yes, at the same time, it makes me happy. And in a way it makes me also feel powerful at the same time. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to give that up. Like, yeah. it's one of those things where if it's like, yeah. if I'm going to be wrong or if like, you know, I don't want to be right if I'm wrong in feeling this yeah. way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm a power bottom. Do you both know what a power bottom is? No, but I'm excited. I do. Gay terminology. Oh, no. So a power <laughs> bottom is like, I enjoy bottoming. You're learning a lot about me, everyone here, but it's a, it's a sex ed discussion. I love it. But we wouldn't have like, it any other way. It's a man who like is very assertive in yeah. a gay, like a gay um, hookup or relationship who um, like really enjoys being topped, but like it has to be on my terms. It's like, no, this is the position we're doing. This is how I want you to bang me. And I love it. I mean, yeah, it's something like when I was first exploring this and getting my feet wet and again, hating, giving up that control someone, and this was a pivotal moment, but someone said to me, it's almost an essence of what you just said, Mary, but it's almost like you having the wherewithal to put yourself in so knowingly and like confidently in that position to be just like, do whatever, like is power. Like mm-hmm. you consenting to that. It sounds kind of backwards and counterintuitive, but right, Mary, it's like- Right, but it's not. It's like, it's a power because you're like, 
yeah, I signed up for this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, like, yeah. am I the only one who messages, like sends nudes and in Instagram DMs or it might be a gay Instagram thing. I've gotten no. like nudes in my DMs and then I'm like, oh, I like that. Well, you're brave because I have plenty of nudes on my phone and I, I don't trust any of these apps. I'm such a skeptic and I'm worried that the app will have access to mm. my camera roll and like something will be upload like even because sometimes I'll do like filters on my nudes in my story and then save it and then get rid of it and I'll triple check like this didn't post right <laughs> yeah. but I get paranoid because I'm like once they have it do they have it forever right <laughs> and sometimes I, I wonder if I'm like is it really that bad like if it gets out like accidentally <laughs> like that you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like is it yeah, really gonna be yeah. that bad? oh see i don't care i'm like if i ran for office my number one thing in a stump speech would be i have nudes they're gonna come out okay let's move on <laughs> you know but exactly. yeah yeah wait I, taylor if we go for like if we go for like five more minutes is that like no, it's fine. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, bad yeah. okay okay yep. you know i care about time um no because so, i don't want to no, like go and last over. last like point on that though you're both so spot on like even having like my ass and my boobs like blasted in in playboy even to your thing i'm like if this dude got out and i always default to that i'm like well you could just say you were in playboy so like you own it like you own but i still have that thing of like oh god would it be bad? well we have your yeah, ass right? in like, these instagram photos taylor's ass is right on our instagram so <laughs> <laughs> in a very in a very intellectually tasteful way and i noticed like you're the only one really smiling in the photo that did is you realize hilarious. if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As a Long Islander, I was so excited when I finally found a med spa that totally matched everything I wanted. I was looking for a good facial place, a good place that had skin products. And guess what? In my hometown now of Port Jeff Village, there is Skin Med Spa. And I'm here with the owner, Lauren, who's going to explain to you all what kinds of services are offered, products that are offered, and you know why you should come to Skin Med Spa if you're in the Long Island or New York City area. Well, we wanted to open up a place that was offering all holistic natural treatments that were really providing results driven, um, where someone could come in, maybe struggling with acne and has tried so many different products and they couldn't find what was right for them. So we customize all treatments to really help you dive into your skincare goals, whether it's anti-aging rejuvenation, like I said, acne, just to help with cellular turnover, focus on building healthy skin. Um, we have two locations. We have Skin Med Spa and Body right here in Port Jeff Village. And again, we focus on all natural plant-based skincare. We'll help you design a good custom skincare line for you. And we'll help you find the right treatments, whatever your skin needs. Yeah. So Lauren and Sarah, they know that I get a cupping here. I get hydrofacials with Rosie. I get jet peel facials with Lauren. Everything here is so wonderfully curated, like Lauren said. And there's just any kind of product. Oh, I know there's now laser hair removal. I mean, there's always a new product being offered. So everyone out there who's listening, if they want to come to Skin Med Spa in Port Jeff Village, how can they find you and get in touch? We're really active on social media. So at Skin Med Spa PJ on Instagram, that's the best way you could probably find us because we really try to post daily updates of our clients and who's coming in and the treatments that we're doing. Um, and of course, on our website, there's always links down how to book an appointment. But everything we do when you call us, that's always the best way. We answer the phone and we'll talk forever and help you find whatever is perfect for you. Okay, well, hopefully Lauren gets to meet you all. Say that you heard Skin Med Spa's ad on the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and maybe I'll see you all here. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you. Hey, True Crime and Ivory Tower Boiler Room listeners. Listen, 
The holidays are literally right around the corner. And I know that some of you are scrambling to find that gift for that person on your list who is just so difficult to buy for because they have everything. Or you're sitting there in your home and you're realizing that there is this space in your house that just is begging to be decorated, but you don't know what to put there. Well, I'm here to tell you that Mandy Made It has the answers to all of your holiday needs. Mandy Made It makes the best handmade crochet and cricut items I have ever seen. And I mean, literally, she can make anything. The customization options are literally endless. So go to at Mandy Made It on Instagram and search Mandy Made It on Facebook. Slide into her DMs and order your customized holiday gifts and decorations today. That's at Mandy Made It on Instagram. And Mandy is spelled M-A-N-D-E-E. Once again, search Mandy Made It on Instagram and Facebook. Slide in her DMs and order your gifts or holiday decorations today. Yeah, it's like where all of your butts are to us and like everyone's giving a look oh. and Taylor's like, <laughs> just like this big grin. I'm like Taylor's happy loving it. I love it. She's so happy. Everyone else is giving like a sly look. <laughs> but I will say the funnest thing I enjoy doing now that you're learning more of my sexual side, Taylor, um, is I actually love sending my straight guy friends. Like I'll send them my butt pictures and I'm like, what do you think of this? And they're like, you're, you own it. <laughs> I, I think I, I like getting that. a reaction out of my straight friends. Oh, they're probably like the so flattered that you even thought of them to right? like get their validation. Like, trust me, they are like, they're, they're flattered. They're honored. Yeah. Yeah. But now if I send them like a gay porn video, they're like, I looked at the, no, my one friend was like, I looked at the thumbnail and I stopped. I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> thumbnail. So what? Like for one of our the final question, we'll say now that everyone listening is like, <laughs> they're like, okay, what's your kink out there, audience? Let us know. Message us in our DMs. We'd love to know. Um, again, it's not like everyone's sending me nudes in my DMs, but I do think like on gay Instagram thirst traps, it's a whole other sphere. And I'm sure like, so Taylor, do men send you nudes in your DMs? They'll do that, you know, where it'll be like images blurred for your mm. whatever. And I never look because again, I'm like, oh. I don't know what's going on there. But um, so it's not like a friend following you sends you something. Mm -mm. Oh, no. yeah. Gay men, we are wild. <laughs> yeah, you guys really are. I mean, I feel like I talked about this one of the times I was on your show, but the conversation I had with Lance Bass about how he even said, like, we talked about number one, the age gap with him and his husband and um, how, again, with straight people, it's like, <gasps> like such a big deal. And also um, being more like sexually, like active and promiscuous. And he's like, totally like, just, it's how we roll. We're, we're men, we're visual, like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. I, and I think we know, say it too. Like we're more comfortable to voice it. You know? Yeah, you guys are just, I feel like liberated in a way that straight people are still so uptight about. And so well, you've ways. seen what's liberated me is my short shorts. Yes. But also <laughs> he did say that he did not that Lance Bass is like the end all be all like the gospel for gay living. But he was saying because of this nature, how like, I think he said this, how like gay men will cheat and how there's just mm -hmm. like more of it because it's like, you know, I feel like straight or gay, like guys are guys, like guys are visual and sexual women are too, but it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just not at the same level. Yeah. Think, well, right? and grinder should be a whole other episode. We'll have you back Taylor. <laughs> we'll talk about dating apps and you know, well, we need to like talk about gigolos more. Um, but yes. cause like grinder there's, um, men and women who like, there's men who are in an open marriage with a woman. And like, I've seen this and they're looking for a man to bring in. Mm. It happens. I mean, like, this isn't out of the norm. I just think that it's not talked about in a societal way. Like, I, you know, bisexual couples. Yeah. 
Not Wait, me. what? I was I always said, the jealous uh, type. So like, oh, I about never... open. open. Yeah. Oh. That and also I feel like at the same time, like I was always also like super insecure. Like, even though I was like, yes, this is great. I feel powerful. There were always like certain insecurities in the background that always made me feel like I can't share because it has to be about me because I need to know that you like me and not me and this other person kind of a thing. Like it was a validation. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Taylor? I can definitely be be a psycho bitch. Okay. So here's, we're really ending it on a bang, no pun intended, but this might be down the line. I don't know if I'm ready for this just yet, but I'm the jealous type too. I feel like in theory, like me and another girl with my man would be super hot, but I feel like in real time I'd be seeing red. Like I literally would be like, why are you enjoying this? Why are you enjoying, you know what I mean? Like Sam what? from sex in the city where she kicks the other girl out of the bed after they yes. start. She's like, fuck this shit. Yes. But I always, for whatever reason, like, especially more now as I'm like stepping into this, um, I just feel like it's one of those bucket list things, whether it's like two other guys, two other girls, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think it's off the table. I just think I hear it's, just, you. it's like you only live once. I feel like it's just one of those things that I'll be yeah. like, I'll be kicking myself if I never experience that. Just right. try a threesome or well. And to end on the bang, just try a mocha instead of a latte. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like to end on the bang, would you feel more comfortable like if it was another guy with your boyfriend? Like if the other guy was with, like it was more about pleasuring you? Yeah. Okay. So this is what's crazy. I used to think it would be like, and I still do think in theory the two girls thing with my man would be hot but like Mary I'm I could be like possessive and jealous too like mm-hmm. I can totally get that um I think for whatever reason lately maybe it's a submissive thing I feel like it could be really hot like kind of giving pleasure to two guys and like them having their way with me like that mm-hmm. would be so hot but again it's one of those things yeah. that it's like is it fantasy and like where does it blur to, to where when it's in real life it's suddenly like oh this mm-hmm. isn't and that's the thing with fantasy right it's like you try it I guess it's trial and error and sometimes it doesn't like register in real life but yeah. it is something that I've definitely like yeah yeah you know and it would be hot if like those two guys made out too at the same time you know mm-hmm. no I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that that's my like, fantasy yeah. I'm like my <laughs> fantasy is a woman in the bed with another guy and then like I take the guy and then she like leaves the room <laughs> So oh, that's that's so I'm stealing. I'm stealing the boyfriend. I like that. Oh, I could see that for, for you. you. It's like it's like the forbidden fruit, right? So it's like yeah. the husband of the wife, but really like he's a neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So watch out, Taylor. If this ever happens, I might like. <laughs> yeah, Mr. knock on the door. Yeah, Mr. right. Steal your man over here, my God. <laughs> I just get it. Well, see, like, don't they... let me get wind of it because I'll be there to swoop in. <laughs> you know what? This is gonna be this is gonna be the next Playboy Playgirl spread. They need this fantasy. I, well, yes. it's been done. There's videos of this it's fantasy. Okay, done. well, thank you, Taylor. This was yes. exciting, enjoyable, <laughs> intellectually as stimulating, as always. We know how to blend sexiness and intellect. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we have you in the room with us. So thank you, Taylor. Happy oh uh, Playboy anniversary yes. for four years. Thank you so much. Thank you yes. both for sharing your time with me. I adore you both. I think that you're amazing inside and out. And um, I can't wait for the next one. I always look forward to doing this with you guys. So. Oh, we'll have you back. We'll have you back. We need to talk more about Jiggles. what we ended on yes. with like Jiggles. threesomes and apps. I'll open my grinder up maybe and like yeah. just do anonymous reads. So anyone out there, they're going to be like, now we're not messaging him. Okay. But- <laughs> It's a total cliffhanger. So this is a cliffhanger. This is a climactic moment. And this is our blue balls moment. Okay. Bye, Taylor. And bye, Mary. I definitely have blue balls right now. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Mary. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Hi, Ivory Tower Boiler Room audience. It is Andrew Rimby, the director of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Welcome to our winter season. And are you trying to stay warm this season? Well, guess what? We have the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Cafe. It is our Patreon where there is so much bonus content. So I'll go over all that. But first, it's only $5, which is less than a latte, a cappuccino, a coffee, a tea, basically anything now because, you know, we have some inflation going on. So join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. What do you get? You get Gregory Maguire giving us all the scoop on the Wicked Movie musical. You get Jesse Green giving us his hot takes on the Broadway musical. If you don't know who Jesse is, well, you should because he's the chief theater critic of the New York Times. You get all the JFK and Marilyn Monroe scoop from Elizabeth Winder, a Marilyn Monroe biographer. So much more. You get all our video interviews. You can see everything, including the bonus content. And Mary's going to tell you from True Crime and Academia what you get later. But if you're not following us on social media and seeing our video teasers, well, you need that to stay, you know, nice and energized on these winter days. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. While it's still here, why don't you follow us on Twitter at Ivory Boiler Room? And here's my chief contributor, Mary. Hey, true crime friends and Ivory Tower Boiler Room friends. Like Andrew said, you're going to get access to all of this bonus content. That includes true crime and academia. So not only will you have access to the bonus episode each month, you will also have video access to the interviews that I conduct on my podcast once a month. You get all of that extra content at your fingertips whenever you feel like watching it, literally for a cup of coffee. So why don't you just buy us one? That'd be so nice. We would appreciate that because we love your support already, but we could use a little bit more if you don't Oh, mind. yes, we could. And also, hey, do you all know you can actually DM us questions at our social media channels? Yes. Also, why don't you ask us questions with our social media posts? We love it. We even shout out questions on our episodes. And if you want, you can always email us at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com. To actually order our merchandise. So mm -hmm. we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have posters, we have everything. If you want any merchandise with the Ivory Tower Boiler Room logo, we're going to make it happen for you. Okay. On that note, happy winter season, everyone. Happy winter.